Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. Everybody, welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Your host, Cassandra Jeanamel and Sherryon Gonzalez. Sherryon, my voice is gone. I said Sherryon, but my voice is on the men. I think I mentioned this last episode, and I thought that I was better, and then it came back for round two. Famous last. There's word. a throat virus going on, going around, but you know what? I have to say, I am feeling great now. I know I don't sound great, but do you ever wake up after you're sick? And you just feel like a superhero because you rested yes, a bunch it's the best and you hydrated and you put in all your supplements. Like I woke up today, like Mrs. Incredible, just ready to go for the day. <laughs> I was ready to go. And I was up early and I even did a morning yoga, which you know, morning Ooh, workouts are not my not thing. Oh, you were feeling it. I was feeling really good. I was feeling it. So we are, I guess, are still on a mezcal kick. Which we are. that's okay. It's not it a bad thing. Says we're going with the flow. This yeah. is our seasonal thing right now. It is not that mezcal seasonal, but this is just our season. It's our, our mezcal. We're season. in the season of mezcal. This is the team tequila talk season of mezcal. Yes. So we're drinking our you ball or you ball. She made that we up. Are we don't know if it's you. How to say this? You know what? I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> you should look it up. You should look it up. up. And we are going to have our very fun and special guest, Jenna Duddleton from fellow podcast, Bar Talk. And she is a bartender based out of Chicago and crossover from the sports world and the bar world. And if you have not already checked out Bar Talk on the Believe Network, please do. She's got some fun stories. And until then, we have cheers with our straight mezcal until we are going to be making our cocktail and we're drinking our... You ball or you ball? Okay, I have it here. Are you going to play uh, it? I'm going to play it. Let's see here. Wouldn't be an episode yeah. if we didn't Google something. Did you bring her off? I the bell. 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 Maybe we just need to have a rep from this brand on and actually educate us. We never pretend to know everything here at Team Tequila Talks. It's it's interesting because it's pronounced in different languages. That was the oh, like other. Oh language. well, we want Spanish. Okay, hold on. How to pronounce "you ball" in Spanish? Okay, great. So Learn. we are not the first people that have asked this question. No, because I'm pretty sure people get it wrong. Oh, here we go. We're getting it wrong right now. I know, but we might have gotten it right. Yuval. Yuval. Say it again. Yuval. 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 Not you. Ooh. Yuval. British person. <laughs> You well, you oh, there's two, there's two you. I just want to pronounce both of them. You well, anyway, um, we have 
are Yuval. Yuval. Uh, mezcal, which is actually pretty tasty. It's nice and light. It's very, very light. I think it's very mixable, but also very sippable. Yes, but if you like a smokier mm. mezcal, this is not for you. Yeah, this is a this is a very, very light mezcal. Very light. It's for the newbies. If you don't oh. like mezcal, but you want to dabble, I this would, is a great- I, I would buy another bottle of this. Totally. It's okay. a great mixer. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on today's episode is- we are making an orange mezcal Rita with our friend Jenna. And I just wanted to talk about the importance of using fresh juice because there's a huge difference between getting something from concentrate or something that has been bottled and processed and getting something that is cold pressed or freshly squeezed. Now, this is top of mind for me because I was recently sick. And do you remember all the old wives tales that were based in good intention, but totally not true. Like what your parents told you when you were a kid, for example, drink ginger ale, if you have a stomach ache, but then they didn't, they gave you like Seagram's. Right. Right. 35 grams of carbs and sugar. Or, or, you know, yogurt has probiotics. So if you have a stomach bug, you should have yogurt, but then they give you it. Yo play, which is doused in sugar, with strawberry or yeah. saltine crackers, which yeah. are just processed with iodized, not even I, sea but salt. I have to say, my hippie crackers when I was sick, I had the same thing. Cassandra had a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm not saying I gave it but to I'm you, I'm saying there's a, a difference between the traditional old school saltine, it is because the crackers that you is. and I buy are they're not. not, but I had the hippie and I could barely taste, and so I had my husband go out and buy me like saltine saltine i think i was just craving salt yeah so because well, you need electrolytes yes i did and i took a and i did eat the regular og saltines and i was like oh there's a there's a chicken breast when i'm sick i always dream about desserts which oh, i found sense. out when i was pregnant that is a uh, means you need magnesium which i, I that happens to me frequently Not because shirts. i don't absorb magnesium, uh, especially chocolate, especially dreaming of chocolate or cravings for chocolate or magnesium. And I don't absorb magnesium properly. So it makes sense that I am inclined to have those dreams, especially if my body is in need. You got to listen to your body. Oh, it's true. I thought it was just meant lady times when I'm like, like, well, it can, but during your lady time, you actually need extra magnesium. No, that makes sense. And that helps with cramps. Hmm. magnesium citrate specifically i yeah. believe i take cal mag potassium every day it's oh, just you yeah. can't go wrong with those usually not so i mean you don't want to overdo those because then it can mess with your ticker ticker yeah but if can... you're just doing sort of like a low dose it's just a get low your dose basic every night yeah because yeah, my magnesium t- my potassium tends to be a mm-hmm. lot a uh, little low so the important thing that i'm getting to though is you always heard to drink orange juice, if you were coming down with something, or if you were recovering from something, especially as it pertains to cold and flu. Now where this is coming from back in the day, and I, by back in the day, I mean, you know, hundred years ago, what doctors were really advising is that you get your vitamin C among other vitamins that are in oranges. And that is really, really important, but you're only really going to get that vitamin C from the tree into your body. If you are minimally processing your citrus, I have an orange tree and a lot of times, assuming it's in season, I just pick the oranges from the front yard. Now, if you don't live somewhere with oranges, that's just fine. But oranges actually last a little while. So they're a good thing to just pick up a few when you're at the grocery store every few weeks. It's true. Uh, You can also freeze oranges if you peel them and just have them in your freezer and you can blend them and toss in. Maybe if you're feeling under the weather, some no sugar added yogurt and Mm -hmm. kind of have like an orange creamsicle smoothie and you're still getting all that vitamin C. But there's a lot of people that say, well, how come I can't just pick up a naked juice? 
right? Well, there's a ton of reasons why you can't pick up a knee. Although when I was in college, I downed naked juices. That's because you had that college metabolism. I know. And I thought, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm forgoing lunch. I'm having a naked juice, strawberry, banana, cream, whatever. It's literally, you're eating two Snicker bars and it's two servings per one. And the cal, it says 28 or 32 grams plus 30, 28 added sugar. And if you double that, you're having like two Snickers bars. It is all sugar and all of the micronutrients and your vitamins have all evaporated because what they do when they make a naked juice is they do start with whole fruit, yes. but because they want it to last like six months on, on a shelf, shelf yeah. what they do is they take that fruit, they boil it down into a syrup. So anytime you see the words from concentrate, you kind of want to steer clear. Now I will say that if you are trying to choose for, for choose a juice or a snack when you're in a limited capacity and your options are cane sugar or fruit from concentrate, you clearly want to choose fruit from concentrate. Yes. But when you're sick and you really need nutrients, you need to make sure that you are consuming produce that still has the nutrients intact. Yes. And when you boil down fruits and vegetables into a concentrate, all of the nutrients evaporate and all you're left okay. with is a syrup. You're basically eating, drinking like a version of high fructose corn syrup. That's correct. It's not exactly it, but it's kind of derivative. It of is that. a fructose syrup. Yeah. And then what you what they do is they just repopulate it. That might not be the right word, but they take it from concentrate. They add water to it to make it that juice again. Yeah. And then what they do is they add fake minerals and fake vitamins to make up for the ones that are no longer there, but they're not as readily absorbable absorbable <laughs> absorbed absorbent absorbent they're not as readily absorbed or absorbent and the reason that is i'm gonna break it down this way if you read a label and it says vitamin c from absorbic acid that is a derivative of vitamin c that is not vitamin c that is not a whole food nutrient no and it's not going to help your immune system no it's not going to help your immune system you don't need absorbic acid you need nature's medicine you need vitamin c that's why yeah. so you can get your oranges and oranges are so juicy you don't even need a juicer you just squeeze them are you gonna bite the into other day it. i ate a half of a grapefruit that i let ripe 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 which they can be a little bitter if it's your thing but it was so juicy that I just, it was so cold. I let it ripe and then I put it in the fridge for like six hours and it was so juicy and cold. Cause I was like, you know what? Cassandra's been Can't. sick. I stayed night at her house. I don't want to get sick again. My doctor told me I couldn't possibly get sick, but we all know sometimes doctors don't know everything. They do their best. They do their best, but I not sick. Feel great. Love it. So you want to avoid, that's what happens when it's concentrate. Concentrate is just sugar. That's all that means. It is a natural sugar technically, but it is processed. So we want to try to avoid it. It's not on the total no-fly zone, no. but we want to try to avoid it as much as possible. The next thing that you're going to see with juices is you will they love to put not from concentrate on the labels, but if they're heating the produce and then processing it, um, they're still killing all the nutrients. So you look at something, you know, some of these juice bottles that say not from concentrate, but they also have a shelf life of four or five months. And then th what they're doing to extend that shelf life is adding additives and preservatives. Mm -hmm. That's not a ton better yeah. because you're still not getting nutrients. Out it's of it. true. And if you're not a juicer, I'll, I'm not a juicer. It takes too much patience, too much vegetables. Too it's kind of messy sometimes. kind of messy. And I think it's big and it takes a space on the counter. I'm not into it, but find a local juicery 
that bottles their own stuff. It doesn't last forever in the fridge, five to seven days, but to maybe me, a week. That yeah, that's the difference between going to a grocery store and buying now some groceries. Some grocery stores have juice, juice bars these days, actually. Like Most of them food. do. Yeah. I would rather get it there than like say, oh, I'm sick. I'm gonna get a week's worth of this naked and whatever other juice they have now. And I just feel like suja, I do like suja though. I know they're shelved. Um, they don't what do they do? They don't heat they it. Cold press. They're they cold, cold press, right? press. Yeah. So that's a better option. And if you listen, I like to always have some citrus, grapefruit, orange juice, all of that is going to be great for the immune system if eaten whole or freshly squeezed, meaning you squeezed it yourself. But if that's just not an option for you, listen, when you're sick, you might not feel like getting up and juicing an orange. So just eat it. Uh, if you are sick, you don't want to get up and go find a juicery. But you know what? Rest. And then when you're recovering or if you're coming down with something, yeah. try to nip it in the bud. And on your way home, make a stop at the grocery store yeah. and just either get some oranges or ask your grocer if they will freshly squeeze them for you. Or and Uber that'll eats. be good for a few days. Yeah. Uber Eats or DoorDash. I mean, you're going to yeah. pay a premium. Instacart. Yeah. Instacart. But, yeah, but you when should, you're sick, you'll pay that premium. You will. Or yeah. you have a, if you have a good friend, we all have one good friend, at least, hopefully. <laughs> You can be like, hey, girl, I'm sick. Or, hey, man, I'm sick. Hook me up. There's your faith in humanity. I know. I know. One good friend. We all have one good friend. All right. Well, uh, we are about to welcome our guest, Jenna Duddledson. And she is coming in right now. And we are going to dive a little bit deeper on this Mezcal Orange Arita. Yum. No, it's, uh, is it? Orange orange Margarita? We're about to find out. Mezcal Rita. Check your labels. Get fresh oranges, pop them in the freezer, do what works for you, but eat smarter, not harder. Ooh, is that a thing? I like that. That's a mug. All right. Hello. Hi. Hi. And we have Jenna Duddleton joining us. We are going to be making a mezcal orange rita. I think that's what you called it, right? Mezcal rita? Yeah. Okay. Mezcal rita, an orange mezcal rita. So we have Jenna joining us from Bar Talk. You might have heard her podcast and we're excited to chat with her because we want to know all of the bar stories. Some of the like most interesting stories. Have you ever gone home with a patron or started a relationship with a patron? <laughs> what is the most obnoxious thing a patron has done? How do you win a bartender's favor? And all of that good stuff. But before we get to that, you'll have to excuse my very raspy voice because I was sick last week and my voice was just down for the count. So the fact that I even oh, have I know yesterday she bit. called me and she was like, hello. And I was like, how are we going to do a podcast and you can't even talk? I'm like, you're on vocal rest like a Broadway star. I did. And I had a lot of lemon tea, some Manuka honey, and I'm I'm at least part, I'm at least partly back. But we've got our Mezcal Orange Arita. And Jenna, why don't you walk us through why you chose this? And yes. uh, how we make it. We got a little bit of a head start on our juicing and I, our shaking over here. I love it. So um, one of the... I still bartend. So I should say that like, I, besides being like a full-time podcaster, I still bartend because I feel like I'd be a fraud if I didn't bartend still. Um, and one of the last events I worked is like this huge country music festival in Chicago. And it's like on site, it's at like a giant parking lot. And basically this woman was like, I want something with mezcal, but I don't want it to have those like super earthy tones like mezcal normally does. And so I was like, okay, I think I have an idea. Go with me here. And I was like, taste it. If you like fucking hate it, 
I'll throw it overboard. I don't care. And she made it. And she's like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. So to Natalie, I believe her name was, thank you for being the inspiration for this cocktail. Shout out to Natalie. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of bartenders. If you get experimental and you don't like it, don't be afraid to send the drink. Oh my back. God. I Tell me, I would rather, I would rather you drink something that you enjoy compared to something that you hate, you know, like, and I want you to enjoy your experience. Right. So you're not one of those bartenders who get really pissed because I've uh, had my fair share of bartenders at different restaurants and resorts. And some bartenders get really pissed when you send it back. It's like equivalent to a chef in a kitchen. But I feel like if it's not what I asked for, or you put a spin on what I asked for, then, and if it's not a good spin, then I send it back. Gotta be open to that feedback. I mean, I think that's an insecurity thing. Like the, I tried this, I didn't know if it worked and you get, you only get offended if you're insecure about it, right? Like that's, I, I, I was going to say that it's totally an insecurity thing. I also think it's a small dick thing. Um, Ooh. so <laughs> women can have always... penises too, guys. I mean, in the metaphorical yeah. sense, like you ever heard that saying that's where women are like, she put your dick away when a woman's yeah. like, I guess it's not sexist in a way. I guess some people can interpret it. I don't look, we're, this is no. a fun podcast. We're not getting into all that, but I do think <laughs> when women are like CEOs or executive, they call it micro penises. And they say oh, that sometimes yeah. women can grow like a little clit kind of grows a little longer. I was going to say <laughs> big clit energy. energy. I like micro penis because you don't have, you're not, a, you don't have a penis. But have you ever you seen a micro penis? <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, want to do it. Okay. Talk to us about this cocktail. Yeah. Jen. Okay. So basically we're going to build everything into a shaker. You're going to do um, three fourths ounce orange juice. And again, my biggest thing when you guys are making cocktails for anyone, less is always more. Don't always overdo it. Make it balanced. There's a way to do it and make do it well. Um, you're going to do three-fourths ounce lime juice. So you're going to do three-fourths ounce lime, orange juice, simple syrup, okay? Um, and again, these are like simple syrup is something that like everyone should keep in their house. Can you make it? Yeah, but like, do you want to? No, just buy it. Like, so it's interesting that you say that about simple syrup because we actually don't keep simple syrup in the bar. Really? We so we're actually making one little substitution on your recipe. We're those girls. We are those okay. girls. That's we okay. have got some organic blue agave. <gasps> okay, or agave, like yeah. If you're, cause again, you guys are my tequila lady. So like right. agave simple syrup to me, it's like kind of similar, but like, it's something that you should always have like in your at home bar. Um, this, uh, tequila is Diaz brothers, agave tequila. It's based here in Chicago. I'm a big fan of their mezcal because it's not like, you know, you've had those mezcals where you're like, I'm drinking dirt. And that's not really enjoyable, but it's something that like, I like the flavors and the aroma of it. And I just think they do a really good job. Um, you're going to add some ice. Have we added ice. our tequila? I, we are ready to go. Oh, we've added our ice. Okay, okay. we're ready to shake. Okay. We're, we're ready to shake. Where's the top? Okay, yes. don't shake. I've the already shaked. Don't shake. Oh, you should. I've already shook it. <laughs> I've already <laughs> shooken it. I'm <laughs> shooken it. I'm shooken okay. it. Okay. And then you're just going to shake it for like 15 seconds. Did you just get the whole 15 seconds, Sherry? You know, I need like 30 seconds. I, over, <laughs> I overdo it. Sherry likes to work on those, you know, calorie burners. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to do what I, what we call a dirty dump, basically Ooh. meaning you take everything in here and you're going to pour it straight into your glass. Okay. Like that. But we're splitting dirty between dump. two. So there we go. Okay. Um, if you have a little bit more ice, you can top her off. And then I always say everyone should have the canned club soda LaCroix at home. 
So um, another modification, we have canned yes. club soda, but these are Splendrift because here at Team Tequila Talks, we are nutrition geeks. So the great thing about Splendrift is it the ingredients are just carbonated water and juice, no artificial Ooh. flavors, no quote unquote natural flavors. So it's just sort of like, as an elevated LaCroix, if you will. Elevated LaCroix. Hell yeah. Again, and I, again, do you do what you like, do what you have. There's no like right or wrong way. Like I would say, like use the supplies in your house. Um, and then because we always like a little bit of a decor and because of my background working in the restaurant industry for as long as I have, I learned that you eat and drink with your eyes before it actually touches your mouth. Um, so definitely have some cute little garnishes, just like an orange peel. Make it do pretty. A little bit of a, make it pretty. Um, and then, and then that's, that's what we got guys. Oh, so look, cheers. A, we okay, look the cheers. same. Cheers. We're twinning. We're yeah. yeah. I love that. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's very tasty. Very tasty. The so, mezcal is tucked underneath the citrus, which I, is. yeah, but there, I did a little extra than what you called for being that we are tequila connoisseurs. We like to taste our spirit a little more forward. You did two ounces, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I also love the tahini rim because I'm from Texas and we're in California now, but I, and tahini is in California, but I feel like it's mm -hmm. everywhere in Texas. And I, I think it's so underrated. It's such a fun thing to put on your glass. And like a lot of people outside of these border states, you say, give me some tahini on the rim. And they're like, a what? So it's not very popular in Chicago yet. And I'm like making it a mission to be. Um, and it was a friend of mine who she actually put it on her. Did she put it in like like a like a white claw and I was like what the Whoa. hell are you doing like it was something really strange but then I was like I need to have this in my house so then mm -hmm. I just started experimenting with it and just different margarita drinks and I prefer the tahini rim over a salted rim because it adds that nice little bit of a flavor and again it's something so small that like you can do and you can have in your home so like have the tahini guys yeah I when I do mezcal I tend to do a tahini rim not a salt rim I feel like salt is too aggressive for mezcal that's just my own personal preference when I drink mezcals I don't love a salt rim on mezcals not really yeah I think the salt and the I mean mezcals can really hit you in the face sometimes and if you're in the mood and you want that great but when you pair that with salt it can just sort of be a bit much you were just talking about balance and yeah those don't really balance each other out to me tequila is a different story yeah because like softer a yeah yeah we're drinking really quick mezcal you ball you it's you you you, <laughs> you ball it's um hoven espadine and it's a hundred percent owned mexican brand ohakan um this is their excellent for all occasions mezcal mm. they have about four different label and i love that because i'm like you know what it's not super top shelf where you're like breaking the goods to mix it but it's actually very nice and they really make it for appetizers and mains so this is the Ooh. equivalent to their to their like italian white table wine but it's the mexican table mezcal it's solid i, I think it's soft Mm -hmm. Um, I think it mixes great as we learned from our science experiment a few episodes ago, sometimes you can taste a mezcal as is, and it tastes one way, and then you mix it with citrus and it completely changes the, pro the flavor profile. And I don't think that any other liquor changes that much. No, not vodka. No, yeah. no. I was going to say, I'm a big, um, I have recently probably within the last few years really have gotten into tequila 
but I'm a bourbon girl. And it's that's like when you have a really good bourbon, they say like, drink it as is like either drink it on the rocks. You don't want to spoil it by adding all these flavors and the same can go for tequila. But it's something that like, I I remember the first time I was like, what do you mean you're going to drink tequila neat or tequila on the rocks? And they're like, no, they're in. And then they explained it to me and I was like, oh my God, it's just like bourbon, but you know, it's just, it's just a little different, but it's still, it, it still gets the job done. I will say that when I was in Chicago and you spend a lot of time in Chicago yeah. too, it's really hard to find a good margarita. And I thought, because there's, there's, there's amazing restaurants in Chicago. Yeah. And I, bars. I, yeah. I, I like Chicago. AB, my family's from Chicago. Your family's from Chicago. So, you know, we spend time there and I love a steakhouse with an awesome old fashioned or Manhattan. I think that's how, you know, a steakhouse is great. Uh, mm-hmm. But I remember walking around trying to find an awesome blow my mind tequila beverage. Couldn't find it. So went, I'll settle for a margarita. And it was really difficult to find in Chicago. I'm going to believe and tell me if I'm wrong. Did you stay downtown? So yes and no, I have stayed downtown, but okay. we also stay, have stayed in the loop. We, we love the Soho house. So, okay. Like so like South West Loop area, West, West, West Loop, Loop area. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say next time you go, you need to go to Pilsen and you need to go down 18th street because I, I swear to God, it's like the best food, best margaritas, best beverages. And that's like, that's like the predominantly like Hispanic area of yeah. the city. So like, if I want a good margarita, like that's, that's the spot. Pilsen. Is, that's that, the by, spot. is that by the stadium Pilsen? No, which stadium? The, Girl, um, you got a map. The baseball stadium <laughs> or White, football stadium. White Sox. Oh, White. um, it's West. So oh, it's West. Okay, it's West. Yeah. So again, it's like everything is pretty. I always say you can get anywhere in Chicago within like 10, 15 minutes. You really True. can. And and that's one of the reasons why I love it here. Um, <laughs> not the, definitely not the case in LA, but no, next time you go, definitely go there. Um, God, what's the one place? There's like, it's like a margarita barn is the one. And then there's a place where I know one of my girlfriends goes like all the time. And she's, and it's like one of those places where, um, the line is out the door. Like it's just, so that's what I'm like, that's what I'm like, you know, it's good. Right. Like, you know, they're doing something right. Um, Oh my God, what the, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out later on, but you figure it out. You can comment when we post this. Sometimes people will go there because sometimes we just talk about stuff. Sometimes we've got some very knowledgeable sources, depending on the episode. (laughs) And sometimes we just like to drink and shoot the shit. So I want to know on that note, some of your best bar stories. I know that you have been working in a bar for years and you've got some really good ones. You love it obviously. I know that you dabbled in sports broadcasting as well. Uh, We're big sports fans too. Don't even get Sherry started on Kobe. I know. Like, Don't even say it. I'm from Chicago with Jordan. I know, but I'm both fans. I'm both fans. (laughs) But I want to know some of your most interesting interactions because I always sit down at a bar and I look at, you know, there's always like, the drunk guy or the thirsty girl and you're like whoa I bet this bartender has seen some shit um yes yes um I will say this so I I grew up in a bar my family owns one of the oldest Irish pubs that's been on my family since 1938 so I feel like I have a very unique um bartending experience because I have that like 
I've, I've bartended in the like cheers bar setting, which is like a very different bar setting. Right. And then I've worked in downtown Chicago where you deal with a lot of, um, wealthy people, people who are, you know, kids consider themselves elite business people, people who who just love to spend money. And I got no problem taking that money. So (laughs) I will tell you one of my, this is like hands down my best story that I have. Um, 2019, I started working at Pizzeria Portofino. So if you guys, you guys know who Juliana Rancic is. Yes. I love her and Bill. Okay. So their restaurant uh, brand RPM is like a part of the company I worked for, for almost a decade. And one of their places is called Pizzeria Portofino on the Chicago Riverwalk. It was like the very first to kind of like, you know, make the Riverwalk a thing in Chicago. So my very first day on the job, I get there at four o'clock and there's this girl, her name is I don't know, but she's in real estate and pardon me for anyone who's in real estate, but I'm like, okay, so you're a whore. Got it. So <laughs> I was going to say, let's give her a name like Becky. Yeah. Becky. We'll call her Becky. <laughs> Becky was in doing real estate and she was like, oh my God, I'm a regular here. I'm here all the time. And I'm like, we've been open for two months. What the fuck you mean you're regular? But I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Becky, nice to meet you. I'm new. And then there is this guy like four seats down who is probably in his like mid sixties short, you know, kind of thinks he's the guy like, and they're, he, they're eating and he's doing his damnedest to buy any pretty woman a drink. Anyone who's willing to give him the time he's going around. He's like shooting his shit. He's like on my tab. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Now, Becky is like on the hunt. Becky is looking for someone. I should also add that Becky's probably like early thirties, okay. late twenties. Okay. So now it's the end of the evening and these two lovebirds find each other at the end of the bar. And they like, I I know when your hands are here. I know what's going on. I'm not fucking stupid. I know exactly (laughs) what's happening when your hands are underneath the bar. And these two are like, hey, can we close out our tab and go sit on the couch? We had a couch outside. And so I was like, you, yeah, just close it out. You'll get a new server, whatever. So now mind you, it's like, everything is open in this place. And I'm looking outside and these people are laying down on the couch, making out, like going at it, like rolling around. And it was like a car accident where I'm like, (laughs) I can't, I can't look away. Like I can't, I have to watch this. And then his hand is going up her skirt. And I'm like, so is anyone going to stop this right now? Like, I know we're not like a family restaurant, but like, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) So, so this whole thing is happening. They end up falling asleep. He falls asleep with a chubby little chode boner erected and I couldn't look away from it. And I literally was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ring toss. I literally ringed. I don't even know if it could have fit. It was like this big. Chub, it's a chub. Chub, chub toss. And they ended up, you know, finding love for the night and they went home together. And what my favorite part of that story is, is, is Becky is like six, four in heels and good old, my, my, my 65 year old man is like no more than a whopping five, eight. And it just was like, this like strange encounter. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? But, (laughs) but again, I, I wanted to the one guy I worked with and I said, Edgar, can I easily say that nothing is going to top that? Like, this is my first official day working here. Nothing's going to top that. And he's like, nothing's going to top that. And nothing has topped that. <laughs> Wait, Ooh. I feel like he had to be like super rich. Or super I mean, they're, all, they're both. Did he have a black Definitely. car? Because I feel like those girls are like always looking for the black car. They sniff it out, right? They, they can they, tell. They can sense. Um, I don't think he had a black card, but I 
I thought he had some kind of really nice American Express, which is a giveaway too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, good old Becky. And then she came back a few, maybe like a month later. And I felt she's like she's a Joey- regular. Cause she's a regular, you know, and I felt like Joey Tribbiani and I was like, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was she still on the hunt? Damn, Becky. She was, she was back with a new guy. I was like, I was going to say, I don't know, Becky. The couch hookup is a long-term thing. I know it definitely, no, it was definitely not a long-term thing, but the gentleman did come back and he looked like a dog with his tail in between its legs. Oh no. Well, is there anything that you've seen on the flip side that has really impressed you, intrigued you, just kind of made you wow in any respect? Uh, Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'll I'll give you two. Um, My favorite is like the bartending has taught me to never judge a book by its cover because I had a guy who used to come into my family's bar and he reminded me of... um, the character from Charlie Brown, who's always covered in dirt. Is it Linus? Linus. Linus. He reminds me of Linus. Like he, he was like a guy who like worked on cars, like in a body shop. And so he was just always dirty. Right. But he was the nicest guy. Um, didn't say much, had his old style, had a shot of Jim Beam every time. And the one day I was having like just a really bad day. Like, I don't know what was going on. I was just having a really bad day. And he and I started talking and this guy just spat out wisdom that like, I was like, I can't believe these words are coming out of your mouth right now. Like, and like, shame on me for like judging you for thinking that like you you would never have that. But like, I told him, I was like, I don't know why you came in here tonight, but I need you to know that like, I'm so grateful you did because I needed to have this conversation with you and I'm so grateful for you. So like, thank you. Um, I like that story. I like that too. That's all my hippieisms validated. I know we love a good universe giving you what you need type of deal. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was, he was great. Um, and then the other one is, you know, the, so I work at my family's bar on Thursdays and for about seven years, seven, eight years now, I have this man, um, his name is Mo and Mo is my like 83 year old best friend. And he comes in and he makes me homemade pizzas and homemade food. And it's so interesting because we're such an unlikely friendship, but it's a friendship that I'm so grateful to have because like, I didn't have like a grandpa growing up. Like they, they both passed away when I was too young. So like to me, Mo was my grandpa and I get to learn a lot of his like old school Chicago day stories. And he's this like little Italian man. And, and it's like a weird dynamic, but we, but we have a friendship that like you wouldn't expect from like a 30 year old and like an 83 year old, but we do. So it's, um, I don't know. I think you, you just never know. I mean, but then there's always the flip side of people are assholes and that's, that's part of it. Um, but that's why I'm happy that there's a bar here so I can just like step back and walk away. You know, right. so that, there's the beauty of that too, is I can walk out of any conversation I don't want to be a part of. So, you know, you see your good people, you see your bad people, you have some friendships and you have some total assholes come in. Mm-hmm. If someone came into the bar, how would they win your favor? Because sometimes I go in and I just start shooting the shit with a bartender. And next thing you know, they're just creating things or saying, hey, why, this one's on me or I poured this over there and it was the wrong wine and she doesn't want it. Do you want it? And that doesn't always happen, but that has happened. So, you know, what kind of makes a bartender prioritize you and want to give you the best service? Um, looking them in the eyes is one. 
little things like yeah, um, okay. looking at, looking them in the eyes, like, Hey, can you please make me, you know, I'll, I'll take this glass of wine. Thank you. You know, please. And thank yous go a long way. Thank you. And our parents taught us to do it. My mom and dad did. Um, and the people who just come in and they are like bourbon and I'm like short pour, double charge. Got it. <laughs> See, I'm always, so that's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes the best bar experiences I have is like just asking a couple of questions. Like, yes. oh, where are you from? Are you from here? Or like, where are you? And then I feel like that's like an icebreaker. And then they kind of take care of you a little more or definitely prioritize. But I also feel like sometimes if I'm not in a mood, if I say it, if I'm like, oh, I've had a shitty fucking day. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. And then they either like join the club or like, maybe this will help you out. I'm like, hey, hey, shitty fucking day. Do you want another drink? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> As opposed to just taking yeah. it out on this stranger that you don't know. Right. Because I do agree yeah. in, you know, transparency and the more people know, the better they can treat you sometimes. Yeah. I think honesty and I think just realizing too, um, you know, there's that like it's server, not servant. And the people, I mean, like, and again, it sounds, it's so simple, but like the people who treat me kindly and the people who ask me like, Jen, how are you doing today? Like, how are things going? Or like show some type of interest, you know, like there was a guy at my old bar, Daryl, who, um, I ran into the other night and he's like, I haven't seen you at Portofino. Like, how's the podcast doing? And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen you to tell you. And he's like, I'm so happy for you. And it's like genuine. So I think there's just this like you know, it's just having a genuine relationship or a genuine friendship, um, you know, not necessarily going and expecting things in return, you know, um, but I, I'll say the people who take care of me and the people who are just kind to me, um, those are the people that I want to take care of. Like, those are the people that, that I'm like, hey, can we uh, can we send them a dessert or like I'm going to give I'm going to ring up a round of shots for them on us. Is that OK? Because because, again, it's like I know they're coming back. I know they're good people. Um but honestly, like if I had to give like one piece of advice, it's just like, be kind. Well, see, that's just like basic. And I always say this, the customer service industry is a two-way street. I used to work mm -hmm. in customer service. And a lot of people think customer service is a one-way street. And this customer is always right. Right. Or even if you sit it's down in a restaurant or if you're at the Gucci store or at Nordstrom's or wherever you shop Macy's and you're just like, I need this in a size four. You know, when I, when I was in college and I'd be like, well, bitch, I need a million dollars, like, <laughs> but I didn't just come up to you asking for it. Like, yeah. I just think basic humanity skills in any version, even relationship skills to be kind. I mean, you're talking about interpersonal communication to someone who's giving you a very nice drink. I think you can't go wrong. Right. Right. So right. if you could post a Jenna's bar rules above the door of either the bar that you're working at, or you make your own bar what would they be? Can be as many as you want or whatever you want. Oh my God. I love that question. Um, okay. I would say rule number one would be, um, don't be a jag off there. <laughs> don't be a jag off. Um, and then rule number two would be treat others the way you'd want to be treated. Um, and tip your bartender. That seems yeah, easy enough. Reasonable, but we're talking about people here. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about, we, people can't be trained like animals, always say. Sherry doesn't always have the most faith in humanity. I do not sometimes. <laughs> Love it. Okay, well, Jenna Dettelson, thank you so much for joining us. Check out her podcast. It is Bar Talk. If you are already listening to us, then it seems like that should be a pretty natural transition, I would think. 
Thank you for joining us on Team Tequila Talks. Our guest, Jenna Duddleton, your host, Cassandra Gina Mao, and Sherry Ann Gonzalez. Until next time, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers, ladies. this time. Me too. Love it. Ooh. I was like, am I going to chug this with like... Well, you can. It's allowed. We're going to make another one for sure. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.